take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we're talking about community or the lack thereof community, which is a really big issue that we're running into and working with couples these days, especially young couples who have little kids. I just read something that said that a child before had four adults they could go to, you know, like a younger aunt or uncle to talk about, you know, newer stuff and fun stuff. They could go to their parents for stuff. They could go to their grandparents for stuff. And we're really isolated now. Yeah. Yeah. More isolated than we've ever been, which is really weird because you think about how the internet has really brought us all together or made this world a lot smaller because we can connect with people all across the globe, but people are still suffering because they don't have this community that they belong to. Yeah. They have this artificial community of connecting with people from high school and college and distant relatives, but not their primary tribe, not their immediate tribe. Yeah, we've talked about couples who don't have enough time to spend together, right, in nurturing their relationship, going on date nights, you know, spending time celebrating their relationship and infusing and investing in the relationship. And most of these couples, they say they don't have any childcare. They don't have anyone, especially through COVID, right? If they had childcare before that, they, they didn't during COVID. And so now they are really struggling as far as not being able to have the kids be taken care of while they can go out and nurture the relationship. You know, my mom was a single mom back in the day in the 1960s, 70s. All the moms were single moms. She had so much support, and all the dads went to work. And then I remember, like, in high school, some of the moms getting jobs. And then it turned into where you needed the dual income. And you have some families where there's a stay-at-home parent and some families where there's two parents working. And either of those situations are fine, but it's the extended part of that, of what do you do when a kid gets sick? Who's taking off work? Who's staying home? Uh, If you're overwhelmed, if other things happen, how do you fill in the gaps of those systems that are in place to help these families really survive and thrive? 
Yeah, it is very, very difficult. And I don't even know how we would do it in today's day and age when we had little kids. We had family that was able to take care of them. We had family that, you know, would stay with them. And and we were then able to nurture our relationship and take time away. Now, these parents, these new parents today, they don't have that support. I think it's really wonderful that we had not just grandparents that were very supportive of both our children on both sides, but also aunts and uncles. Aunts and uncles that they became part of their families, and then we in turn took care of our nieces and nephews. And it was really beautiful to have all of those relationships together. But I think it's really hard for people to ask today to say, I know they're all overwhelmed and busy, but it's really important to allow your siblings to be a part of your children's lives, your parents to be a part of your children's lives. You know, I think generations ago, parents would go to the church or they would go to some type of, like, within the village, they had a community of people that would, you know, take care of each other. They would watch out for each other and have each other's back. And now these these communities have become so stretched that parents don't have that support anymore. And so I think nowadays they are looking for that community in maybe the, the kids' sports, the sports programs, or, you know, they are still looking in, in some church community. Uh, maybe they're looking in some parent groups that are within the school. But it's still very kind of piecemeal. I remember as a kid, we had babysitters for when my parents did date nights. But when they went away for like the weekend, because there was a wedding they had to go to, or they were hanging out with friends... We went to other families' homes and stayed there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think now it's like a sleepover or um, what, what do they call that? Playdates? <laughs> even the playdates. The parent doesn't even leave and go take care of like go to the grocery store and go to this. It's so controlled that it's overwhelming for the parents. It's overwhelming for the kids. What was it like when you were a kid? When I was a kid, we had kind of a neighborhood. We were in the suburbs. Um, there was a, a very small class that I was part of in school. And you really could not go across town. And I say town very loosely. <laughs> uh, you couldn't go across town without someone knowing what you're doing and your parents finding out about it. You know, you, you had the street where you had the neighbor that would look out for everyone that, you know, everyone on the street and what was going on. They knew everything that was going on. And, you know, you had the neighborhood kids that you went to school with and you would hang out with. And it was this little community within a larger community. And now it just seems like people don't want to know who their neighbors are. And they don't want to connect, and they want to stay isolated, and they want to stay separate. And, you know, let's, let's just not bother people. You know, human nature is very generous, and it's very connecting. And I know it's really hard to ask for help, but when you do, 
and other people step up, it enriches their lives and the lives of your children. It is very enriching to do that. It's very enriching. You know, we recently joined a country club. And we're seeing these younger families coming to the country club because they want that. They want that community. They want to go to a place where their kids are accepted and welcomed. I mean, we're empty nesters. We're in our 50s. Well, you're not quite there yet. No. (laughs) And we were hanging out with these parents that had like four-year-olds and two-year-olds tonight, Mm -hmm. which is lovely for us because our kids are grown they're gone. We're not grandparents yet. It was fun. It was fun to see these little guys and and hang out. And we're designed to actually live like that. We're designed to live in these communities that are multi-generational and where these kids can have these relationships with people other than just their parents or their siblings. I think our society has not really helped with it. It no. has really mm-hmm. contributed to the dismantling of the community. And it has contributed to not building trust in people in the community. And, you know, we're not just talking about a neighborhood. We're just talking about a place where you feel like you belong, a place where you are supported and accepted. And it's like few and far between nowadays. And it requires risk, right? We happen to also live in a pretty cool neighborhood. And in this neighborhood, a lot of people have younger children. You know, we're kind of the old people in our neighborhood. Old people. I'm sorry. We are. Old A little people. bit. A little bit. Because our kids are grown and gone. But it's really cool to see these kids are out there playing with each other without parental guidance. They are figuring out how to behave together, how to resolve conflict together. So many important life lessons that I got to learn and you got to learn. And because of the neighborhood, these kids are getting to learn. And it's so great to see that. Because that's how we grew up. Right. Mm -hmm. We were able to figure out our own relationships with other kids and not just kids that were our age or in class with us, but, you know, kids in the neighborhood, which, who are of different ages and different classes, and you had to learn how to interact. And I think kids are so much more controlled these days, and the parents are so lost as far as what to do when your kids are dealing with conflict. Yeah, if your neighbor is willing to open their home up and let your kid in, let them go. You know, when I was a kid, we went to the Catholic school, but the neighborhood really didn't. So we had the two groups of friends. We had the the Catholic school where, you know, church on Sunday and you hung out with those kids and the parents knew each other, but you also had the family neighborhood where the parents also knew each other and it was a different group of kids. And both of those are very enriching in different ways. Yeah, I I think we, I mean, I get it that there has been a lot of things that have happened over the years where it is very easy to have distrust. And it's much easier to not connect with people and to stay isolated. But it really just intensifies 
the amount of stress and anxiety and pressure that families naturally feel. And I would say coming up on the second half of this episode, we really want to talk about the vulnerability that it takes as an adult to be a part of something where people might be different than you. And how do you tend to that? You know, I had a client come in and her daughter's in seventh grade and she said, you know, my friend likes this candidate, you know, a political candidate that's different than mine. Should I stop being friends with them? And that's really the problem. The problem is we need to open up these lines of communication. We need to see people who are different than us and understand their perspective and not take it so personally because we all are kind of doing the same thing. We all just want to get along and be loved and take care of our families. Yeah, instead of just instantly rejecting people, just try to be more open. And and that's, I, I think, this culmination of how things have become in rejecting the community or the lack of community. And now there's this, the repercussion of, I need to guard myself. I need to isolate our family. And we need to be very distrustful of everybody else around. Right. Just because someone has a different belief than you do, doesn't mean they're dangerous. It doesn't mean they don't care. It just means they're different. It's just difference. I, I really feel a lot for parents today and the struggles that they go through. And in the second half here, we'll talk a little bit more about those struggles. But before we do, we'll get a little word from our sponsor. Are you looking for some great ideas for date night? Or are you looking for some great ideas for family bonding time? You know, we're a big proponent of spending time doing new things that are thrilling and exciting. Look up theadventurechallenge.com. That's theadventurechallenge.com for a couples edition and family edition. Now, these books come with 50 scratch-off adventures for couples and also for families to bond together and have some great fun together. Use coupon code COUPLESSYNERGY when you're checking out for a 10% discount. Hashtag COUPLESSYNERGY approved. We always are looking for some great times. Again, that's theadventurechallenge.com. That's theadventurechallenge.com. And use Couples Synergy as the coupon code. You know, in our home study course, we talk about this concept of the bullseye, right? And these different layers of relationships that we have with people. And the center being the one you have with your partner, right? That inner sanctum. Mm -hmm. But with our families and with our communities, we're on those outer layers where we're not sharing at the level of depth or vulnerability that we can't just get along. And so if someone's different than us, if they have a different belief system, a different religious beliefs, different political beliefs, different whatever, we all still have a common belief of being safe, being healthy, being happy, being supportive. I mean, that's the nature of human beings. The nature of human beings is to show up. We show up. 
When, when things happen, we show up. When I was a kid, we did not have air conditioning in our home ever when I was my whole life. You are really dating yourself I right know. now. And so because of that, we went outside. We went outside and we played with the other kids in the neighborhood who also didn't have air conditioning. And the parents talked together and the kids talked together. And you know what we talked together about? Nothing. It was just surface. It was just fun. It wasn't so deep. It's okay if people don't agree with you. Yeah. You know, I, I think a good example is uh, your favorite football team. <laughs> I mean, where's, where's that come from? Well, I mean, we're sitting here right now with Bears jerseys on right now because mm-hmm. we came from, you know, the club and we watched uh, my favorite team, the Chicago Bears, win again. And uh, uh, this is a, a really great year for us right now. I'm really happy. Why are you a Bears fan? Well, I've always been a Bear. I've Why? I've grown up in the Chicagoland area in my entire life. The Bears. Sure. But right. if you grew up in Milwaukee... Let's I, not talk about that. I don't even want to talk right? about that. I'm not even going to right? or say, give them the airtime. Or St. Louis. Right. But see, I say this <laughs> in jest because right. here, here's the thing. I, I don't really care. Okay, you're going to be a Green Bay fan, whatever, okay? It, it's just all in fun. And we can have difference of opinions about who's the best football team, but... At the end of the day, you're just all having fun about football. So Packers fans and Bears fans, children can be friends with each other? I I wouldn't go as far as saying that. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) where you're going to say. Because Packers fans and Bears fans both want the same thing. Sure, they all all want to win. But, you know, here's the thing. You, you can have a difference of opinion about things and still have respect and connect with people and still join together. And that's, that's the importance of community, is that in a community, you know, you think about our ancestors who they would band together in, in maybe a number of 100 people. And within that community... You had people that had differing opinions. You had people that did different things, had different roles. And they didn't always get along. But they always had this fundamental belief that we are going to have each other's back. We are going to support each other. And we're going to help each other survive. And now that we're in this place in our society where survival is not the first thing that we are worried about. Maybe we're worried about bills or a career or you know, a 401k or whatever that is. We don't really have to worry about our relationships, our community relationships. I'm going back again to the grumpy old man. <laughs> this is that movie. <laughs> the grumpy old man. Grumpy men, old man. Where, you know, they live together next door to each other their whole lives and they had a difference of a lot of opinions but whenever they really needed each other they showed up and that's the fundamental nature of a human being i don't care if you're on a different political side a different football team side whatever it is 
that out of the differences, there's so much more that unites us than separates us. That is true. But we, as a society today, do not take the time to understand that. I, I mean, I have to say that couples are really starved for time as it is right now. I mean, kids' schedules are busier than any other past generation. That's a fact. Yeah, I, I remember when, especially Alec, when he was a little boy, and this is in the early 90s, I babysat kids. And I found the kids I would babysit because they lived by me. And I would just go to the park and talk to them like, oh, I watch kids. That's what I did for a living at the time. And they trusted me. They just said, oh, I need someone to watch my kid. You live in the neighborhood. We probably are similar. Watch my kid. And it wasn't, it was really about just keeping kids safe and bonding them and being together. It wasn't like, well, what's your political belief? Yeah, I don't think you can go to the park these days and talk to some kids without having the cops called on you. <laughs> I wasn't talking to the kids. I was talking to the parents. I'm just, I'm just saying. But you know you, what I mean? It's like yeah. we have a need for that. It isn't healthy for us to only have our kids have a relationship with just their parents. Right. Yes. They need to interact important. with other kids. They need to interact with other adults, get different perspectives. And that is very important. You know, when I, was, when I was a new mom, it was really normal to ask your siblings to watch your kids. And now they don't even ask siblings. I don't even think we've watched some of your siblings' kids. Like, maybe ever. Well, one of my siblings, we, we've well, watched Well, yeah, her. I watched one of her for a long yes, time. for a very and long time. And the other one when they went on vacation. But it's been a long time. So we never got that bonding time with those kids. And I think it's important. I love the fact that our both of our sons had a lot of time with their grandparents and aunts and uncles that they now have relationships with that we weren't even a part of. Right. I, I agree. And I wish yeah. more of my siblings would ask me to take care of their kids. I'd love to have those relationships. And so if Gene's siblings are listening to this, then uh, uh, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you're on duty too. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So if you feel bad reaching out to your siblings or other people that might be able to take care of your kids, just think you might be enriching their lives and your kids' lives. Yeah, make sure that guilt is not the only reason that is holding you back from helping your kids connect with a greater community. And just think that you need that community also. Yeah, if someone came up to me and was like, hey, can you watch my kid because I need to run to the store? I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. And can you watch mine when I go to the store? And it, it enriches all of the lives that are present in that situation. And we've gotten away from that, sadly. So if you want Jean to watch her kids, you can email her at <laughs> contact at couplesynergy.com. Uh, <laughs> No, no, really. I mean, this is why we are talking about this topic, because it is a very important one, and it is a trend that we are seeing. That is, it's really sad. You know, it's really sad to see couples, young couples today with little kids that are really struggling. 
and their relationship is really struggling because they don't have that support and they don't have that ability to balance that couple time with family time. You know, when I was a kid, I was 14 years old when my brother was born and 18 years old when my sister was born. I got to hold babies, you know? And recently, we just had a great nephew born, (laughs) another generation. That makes me a great aunt. Not just an aunt. I'm not just a regular aunt. I'm a great aunt. Great aunt. And Does that make me a great uncle? It does. Oh. (laughs) I'm a great uncle. You're a great uncle. Wow. And our nephew, who we're pretty close with, Dan and Caitlin... Um, they're the aunt and uncle of this baby. And we saw a picture of Dan holding this baby. And, you know, Caitlin called us and she said, you know, Dan's never held a baby before. And they're about to have a baby in six months. And so that's what family's about. It's like practice on your nieces and nephews. (laughs) Not practice, but you know what I mean. But it's like, it's really good for us to have that, for us to have the ability to have a relationship with someone that is that of a different generation at a time in our lives when we're not even thinking about that. And it's really beautiful and really enriching to have that. And, you know, for those of you out there that don't have extended family, we're, we're just saying that reach out to people that are around you, people that you would consider part of your community. Because really, that's all it takes. It's just a little bit of effort to connect. And they need the help. I'm telling you right now, they need that support. If you can go to your neighbor that has like little kids and you don't have kids, and you're like, hey, I'm going to watch your kids for a couple hours, go out for dinner. Huge. Right. Or, or even that couple that's an empty nester. <laughs> empty nesters, right? They... Uh, you know, that just because they don't have kids in the home anymore, that doesn't mean that they don't want to be there to support you. And it just takes a little bit of a connection. It just takes a little bit of investment in relationships. And we talk about investing in our relationships all the time. And most of the time we're talking about investment in our primary committed relationship with our partner. But our our relationships are really the most important thing we will ever have in our lives. And that just, that's not just our primary relationship, but all of our relationships. I'm just going to say on the other side of that, if there's older people in your community, right? Grandparents, older people, people in their 80s, and you can connect with them, that's a beautiful relationship as well. We just had that experience of hanging out with your parents and my parents mom and her husband, and they got to see our lives differently. We got to see their lives differently. That was really beautiful, too. So multi-generational is very enriching to a full life on this planet. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy on the topic of community. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships in this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening.
for all of you listening. Please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the home study course, the Couple's weekend intensive, our online membership called Connections, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.